Whoa, are we back? Hello? I think we're back. Hey, it's me. I, obviously, it's been a really long time. <laughs> I mean, it's shameful, the amount of time it's been. But uh, you're absolutely correct. But honestly, time has never really mattered in the Riverdale universe, so we're I think we're just their, on time. Exactly. We're playing by their game, aren't we? We are. And we're just on time. So, I mean, here we are. Let's have a conversation. Let's review some Riverdale. Yeah, and I'll start that conversation by saying, holy shit, uh, we've missed a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're looking at uh, episode 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, <laughs> 21, and 22. Yeah. Let's cover some ground. For sure. First of all, let's 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 clear the air by saying that a lot didn't happen in that time at times. But at other times, a lot happened within those episodes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Exactly. There was there was like a lot happened and a lot didn't happen. And there were entire episodes where nothing happened and there were entire episodes where it felt like Perhaps like a half a season happened. Exactly. And let's cover ground here with the next five seconds. We had a musical episode, which as we were quite accustomed to from the previous one, nothing happened. And uh, it was okay. It was Heather's, <laughs> uh, which was fun, a fun of a, a fun attempt. But, you know, just in Riverdale fashion, we never even saw the damn musical. Right. And the whole thing was just beyond me. It always is. Yeah, it's just like, what are we trying to do? These kids clearly don't want to sing. We don't want to see them sing. <laughs> Maybe somewhere out there in some universe, there's a small group of young adolescents who enjoy listening to the musical episode tracks on their on their little Spotify's. Thanks, Spotify, for sponsoring. Uh, but that's not us. So Right, uh, and we've already spent way more than five seconds talking about this. Exactly, time, so that's checked on. off. We're done. Uh, so that happened. And then, um, what else happened? <laughs> I mean, I think we should just get like, like right to where the core four is at. Yes, I agree. Um, so let's check in. Uh, let's check in. So we have Jughead Jones. I'll throw him up first. Okay. I was wondering who you're going to, who you're going to put up first. Who I would let's like, go with who it. I would roast first. Jughead Jones. Here you go, Jughead. Um, he's had a let's. Let, why don't we recap on like the whole like let's just talk more abstractly like because one I don't remember exactly because uh, a lot of ground was covered but Jughead right. this season had his mother come involved you know which yeah. for a while we didn't even think existed but she, all of a sudden she came in with Jelly Bean and uh, she was a badass she was a hard ass. Um, and then she left all of a sudden in these last few episodes, didn't she? Did she leave? Yeah, she just walked out on them. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Because they found out, because uh, FP found out that she was um, dealing the fizzle rocks. Yes. And FP so, is the sheriff. Sher yeah. So we also learned that. So FP, like, rose the ranks as far as his own character. And he went from being our, you know, rugged south side trailer park dad to being, you know, the town savior, uh, as far as crime goes. 
And so he right. wouldn't, he couldn't have it. Yeah. He couldn't have it. And so she had to go. Um, and she left jelly bean. Did she? Yeah. Jelly bean. I mean, from what I can remember. Well, I remember that Jughead, um, you know, basically in the last seven episodes, all Jughead did was play Griffins and Gargoyles. And yeah, it kind of culminated true. where he had to go save Jellybean. Um, yes. yes. And so that was a whole piece of it, right? Because and she was also playing Griffins and Gargoyles with kind of like, a, a lower age group. Yeah, she was playing with those younger kids, didn't really know what was going on didn't really realize that there was a real risk in playing, even though Jug had told her multiple times not to play. Exactly. But you know, what can you do in this world? But yeah, I mean, honestly, Jug had like, he just was playing the game the whole time, trying to solve the mystery of who is the gargoyle, gargoyle King. And unsurprisingly, it all came to a head when um, two of our major storylines merged. We don't need to get to quite yet, but, um, Honestly, like these last few episodes, like I what like Jughead was just kind of like bopping around doing Jughead things. So I don't know if there's really too much too much more to yeah, beat over his, his head you right know, now. He was our kind of young detective. Um, yeah, there's not much to say about him. I agree. Uh, as far but when as, you like, look at bringing him his, up to speed. His last few episodes compared to our other young detective, which is a great segue into talking about <laughs> I was Betty. thinking that. I was hoping you would say it. Betty Cooper. <laughs> Betty Cooper. Yes. Um, sync. She was also, um, you know, playing detective for the last seven episodes, every episode, but, you know, hardcore in her game. And her detective, uh, you know, tracks led her on much deeper and scarier waters than kind of whatever Jughead was doing. Oh my God. By far, dude. I mean, let's, you know, let's uh, move her out. Let's like kind of fill her out a bit more than detective Betty, 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 the daughter, uh, you know, <laughs> Betty has two terrible parents, uh, as far as we can see, um, and a terrible sister and a, uh, a fake brother. Um, right. And, her father, you know, she re she rekindled that relationship this season between, you know, a glass wall, uh, her father, the black hood. And, and I was always a bit irked by what drew her in to com- like continue communication with him. Uh, but I think in the end it shows that, you know, I think it was helpful that she stayed close to him so that we, we could know what, what, uh, dad slash Hal Cooper slash the black hood was up to. Uh, but you know, she, she also had her mother, uh, who was just dumb this season. And I think we touched on this before, like what a shame to take, you know, the, the drama of, of Alice Alice Cooper. Yeah. And, and what she was going through and then to just kind of belittle it to this numbed, uh, follower of a cult but uh that's what we saw a lot of and and betty in the last few episodes did a lot of not only detective work but also trying to save her sister and her mother from the farm Mm -hmm. and i think up until the last few episodes the farm only circulated around betty and her family but in the last few episodes the farm really 
took over a few of our secondary characters' lives, including uh, we had um, Kevin, Kevin and Tony and Tony, Fangs. Fangs and Cheryl. Yeah. And obviously her mother. And uh, yeah. Uh, who else? But I yeah. Know. I love I mean, them. Anyway. You're, you're completely right. Like Betty had the dichotomy of dealing with her dad and her mother completely. Oh, dichotomy. Beautiful word. You know, yeah, just like completely uh, gunning it from both ends in it in obviously enduring tremendous pain and trauma along the way. But I think what's crazy is in those episodes, she went from, you know, trying to take down the farm to her position with the black hood, um, leading her to actually seek refuge in the farm yeah, and twist. actually s- staying there for a while. But that ultimately led us to find out that the farm is just a glorified like harvest center, like a, a human organ harvesting center, which was a very strange plot twist. Um, and then she Very ends up strange. Yeah. escaping that, <laughs> but only because As she, does, she was yeah. purchased. Yeah. She was purchased in a transaction. We can touch on that later, but, uh, you know, to flesh that out a little more, uh, yeah, Betty continued her investigative personality by, you know, Wearing, she wore, do you remember she wore those, uh, earplugs in, in the, uh, in the room where you're supposed to meet your dead loved ones, uh, Mm -hmm. only to find out that it was her sister, Holly, who was, uh, impersonating her own self, uh, with those like clicking balls. Uh, and so I think she did a lot of, a lot of good work, um, as far yeah. as you know, going against and and learning about her her family betrayals, and might I add, might I add, <laughs> uh, she's not the only one with family betrayals. Uh, there's another uh, young woman in our core fort who is also dealing with many many family betrayals, and they seem yeah. to never end for her. If you know what I'm saying, are you picking up right. what I'm putting down? I'm picking up what what you're putting down. I think I might know who you're talking about. Yeah. Are you talking about Ethel? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. Yeah. Veronica Lodge, obviously, duh. Which, like, what is going on there? I mean, we try to keep Veronica and her family story always dirty money and always business shit. Uh, And they continue to do that. She, in these last, like, these last five or seven episodes, this gets like totally intertwined in the drugs with, um, you know, Jughead's mom and trying to protect her business and, you know, meanwhile trying to take down her dad and successfully does right. Gets him arrested. Um, meanwhile destroys their, his, her, their, oh my gosh, her parents, uh, marriage. And, um, you know, in the end is, Still, you know, just looking out for Archiekins, um, you know, trying to make sure that he's okay and safe. Even um, in the midst well. of her romance with Reggie. Well, we, we knew that was just temporary Why? while, you know, Archie was away and not to and mention... Doing his own I mean, thing. We'll talk about Archie in a minute, but like not to mention the fact that he was also distracted with someone for a while too. So, you know, Reggie was always just, he was always just the rebound. Let's be real. He was. He was. 
I think all things will be right in the world soon for our core four. But uh, right, but where does it where does it end for Veronica? Like, where well, does she kind of tip off at towards the end of the season, barring the last episode, of course? Well, we have her, you know, her father, the monster himself, Hiram, who is you know continually our antagonist. Whether we have these small issues with the Black Hood or the Gargoyle King, I call them small, even though they're both murderers. Uh, Hiram, serial killers yeah serial killers in fact call them as they are uh Hiram you know is constantly manipulating the situation and he is you know a true testament to the rich man uh he is just <laughs> he's a monster and he uh you know has his hand in this agenda to you know have this underground wrestling ring and then right. What else does he do? I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, he's got Sodell. Yeah, and he's like basically trying to run Riverdale. Remember at one point we had him lock down Riverdale as a town under the governor's jurisdiction? Yeah. I'm still confused, but that was a thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, I think what's always interesting about Veronica is, you know, she goes through ebbs and flows of where something is like really about her or something is about like everyone else around her, you know? And I do feel like the second half of this season, she was just reacting, not like, you know, playing like the lead in a game here. And you kind of saw that like come crumbling down in the end when, um, you know, her mom gets arrested. Right. And yes, for trying to kill, um, Hiram. You know, her dad. Yeah, for Hermione trying to kill Hiram. And so I, I just think like, yeah, she she ended the season in a, a pretty tough spot. Um, but, you know. Yeah, her new caregiver I, is Smithers. Yes, her new caregiver, caregiver is Smithers. But I mean, I think actually this is why, um, you know, she has leaned so heavily into Archie because he feels like the only family that she really has. Um, and I think we should talk about Archie and what he was up to in these episodes and how she played a role in that. Oh yeah. Cause Ar- I mean, Archie Andrews, as he always has been, continues to be a mess and continues to fray from any clear direction. Uh, you know, and I think they play into that as well in, in our prom night. I love, I would love to note this actually one specific funny moment was we did have the prom come up, uh, in 17 yes. or 18, um, I can't remember, but, uh, it was funny at one point, I think it's Betty or maybe it's Veronica. One of our girls says prom, we still do that stuff around here. Yes. And, and it's just so true because it's like, well, like we're dealing with mass murderers. We're dealing with the death of our, you know, our friends of, you know, the adults we're dealing with this underground, uh, insane, game of torture and and you know right. sacrifice and whatever as well as you know these kids have their hands in on some deep political drama and uh it's just so funny to know that like they laugh about it but uh archie is one in the same he's constantly moving around and uh putting his hand in everything 
And the most recent thing he's put his hand in is uh, professional boxing, of course. Put aside the, the music, put aside the football. I mean, he hasn't touched a football helmet this season, from what I can remember anyway. And uh, <laughs> he uh, he's now the owner of, uh, of a football gym, thanks to Veronica, who uh, has always had his back. And he's got... What's his name back? His friend from jail who we thought died. Mad Dog. Um, Mad Dog. And his mother is back. So we'll see how that goes with the storyline with his father, unfortunately. You know, they haven't really, at the end of the season, closed it out, which will be obviously unfortunate, but interesting to see how they play out the end of Luke Perry's role. Um, I mean, they could just replace him. They could replace him, but but it doesn't sound like they will, but they also didn't like give him a clean exit, you know? Right. Uh, Yeah. I think, I, I think like, you know, with all the things that Archie's doing, the one thing that hasn't changed is he's still always just looking for a fight, whether it's mm -hmm. in the ring or outside the ring. There were so many episodes where it was just Archie fighting people like that one crazy episode where they're like running through that building and everyone's just like fighting everyone. Oh like, yeah, the hotel or whatever. Yeah, because Mad Dog's family's in there, and I'm like, what is happening here? Yeah, and he goes back. He always goes back to do something heroic, Extra, but also yes. illogical. Completely. And so you know, let's let's tie in then with the core four. We had the prom, where we were revealed that the Black Hood, how conveniently, who was not dead. We thought he was dead for a quick moment. Uh, yeah. Is now, uh, you know, how how awfully convenient working with the Gargoyle King, our season three mm-hmm. antagonist. And um, uh, he's out to kill his daughter, Betty, which was kind of strange. And uh, we have the four of them ending up uh, invited to a final dinner from who we believe is the Gargoyle King or the creator of, of the Griffins and Gargoyles game. And uh, who is it other than Penelope Blossom, uh, of course. And we've got, uh, you know, a clearer understanding of the um, uh, of the farm. So it's pretty mad. The farm right. is just a place to harvest organs. It seems pretty half-assed, you know. We just kind of tied that in a pretty bow and left it. Yeah, but okay, there's the, there's still going to be more to come from there, certainly, right? Like, the episode ends where we find out that Alice is somehow, like, connected to the FBI and was maybe underground in the organization for the entirety of the time that we've known about the farm, or maybe just more recently once she found out what it actually was. Yeah. But, I mean, that was a much bigger, like okay, they're going to have to backfill us somehow on, like, what's going on there. And, I mean, not to mention the fact that Chick is the Gargoyle King and Penelope was the one controlling the game all along. And that also Penelope just murders Hal, just just shoots him dead. So, I mean, we did have some, like, really big things come in in the the last few minutes there. Um, Yeah, but that has to do with the farm. But that's what I'm saying. It's like we're, we're, we're still waiting for more information there. But you saw, interestingly enough, like you like sort of saw two 
um, games or two paths cross between the Black Hood and the Gargoyle King, but it still doesn't really connect in anything around the farm other than Penelope and um, what's the main guy's name are like somewhat connected or in cahoots because he she was able to buy Al, or uh, Betty from him. But I mean, you're right. Edgar like there's still ever never. Yeah, the Edver Nevers. But yeah, I mean, there's still more to be had, um, which kind of leads us to like our final scene here in the last episode is a flash forward, right? Oh, yes. So yeah, we had we had our core four run through this almost like circus game of like challenges in the woods, thanks to Mrs. Blossom. And, uh, you know, it resulted in Hal's death. And the final four all, you know, kind of cheers over a cliche milkshake at Pops uh, with a little hint at what's to come from season four. And that is that we it's important to note that we jump from what appears to be the end of our junior year of high school to our senior year spring break. So we're talking at least nine months in the future, you know, roughly uh, that following March, April. Uh, that we just have uh, Veronica, Betty, and Archie standing around a, a bonfire, all three of them in their undies, you know, in their nudies, uh, covered in blood, and talking about burning, you know, insinuating that Jughead is either dead or something has happened to Jughead's well-being, uh, and they have to burn the rest of his clothes, and that the three of them are going to move forward you know, wrapping up the what is little left right. of their senior year, right? Um, and closing that off, and then moving their separate ways to never speak again. And so we know that season four is bringing some sort of vague drama. But as far as the previous seasons go, I feel like we were led to have more to hang on to than what we were this season. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean we we were given something to like really like work towards, which is we've never had before. And I think that's an interesting twist for Riverdale because it usually yeah. it seems like they just make up whatever shit they want to make up as they go. Exactly. <laughs> but, but I will say like at the same time there, you know, that the kids all the core four are all sitting there being like, we're going to have a great year. This is going to be our year. Like, and then, you know, right. you're like, okay, but still, there's so much we still need to understand about the farm and about, like, you know, we're still left at that point with Veronica's, both her parents are in jail, Betty's mom is working for the FBI, um, you know, Jughead's mom is gone because she was dealing drugs and FP is mad. You know, like, every character is in this, like, complete state of chaos, and they're just like, yeah, senior is going to be great. We're going to have so much fun. So, you know, that shit ain't going to last very long. No. We're going to hit some shit soon. But, like, as far as, like, I feel like in past seasons we've had something to go on. Whereas, like, it feels like we've wrapped up the farm for for the most part. I mean, we haven't. We haven't seen it go down yet. We haven't, but we will see it go down because we know that Alice is working for the FBI but it does bring up a new storyline with the real Charles. We know that Chick is still alive, which was no surprise. Uh, you know, but it feels like we have a lot of end strings to tie up, but not necessarily like a launching pad. We know that 
something has happened to Jughead, but we really don't have much to base that on. I mean, in Riverdale fashion, we would want to think that Jughead is dead, but we've already had that thought that Jughead is dead. Remember at one point we also had like a Jughead burial, but it was like a dream or something. Well, there was the time where he was captured. Yeah. But anyways, I do, I do, I do agree. I think that there still are a lot of things open though. I mean, Hiram's whole plan for Sodell, which has been running for like two and a half seasons. I mean, yes, we're much closer to the end of the farm, but like, there's still at least some some to do recovering to do from there. Yeah. Um, and then I do feel like there still is going to be like something something has to still be happening with um, you know the town. I mean, isn't uh, Hermione still the mayor? But she got arrested, or is someone else the mayor now? Uh, from what I know, Hermione is the mayor, the arrested mayor. Yeah. Right. So, I don't know, dude. I mean, it's Riverdale. They're going to throw... Like, we're going to get to season four, episode one, and it's going to be a completely different show. They're going to have completely pivoted. the farm. They're going to talk about the farm for about 10 seconds, and then we're never going to talk about it again. And then they're off to Europe for a senior year in London. Exactly. It'd be real different. It'd be lovely. It would be quite lovely. It anyway, would be so it's so absurd, but not There's surprising. really nowhere to go. And I guess all we can say is we'll see what happens. And that's how we end every good Riverdale review. Exactly. Thanks for reviewing Riverdale with me, Donald. Dude, it's honestly such a pleasure. And I just I, I can't believe we waited three months to do it. I mean time are we flies to wait another three months. It just I think we needed the time to digest. We really did. We it's did. so true. And I think we've covered a lot of ground. Uh, and I think there's more ground to cover in the future. But time will tell, won't it? That's that's true. That's the theme of this episode, time will tell. Time will tell. A Riverdale Review with Donald and Dara. Signing off. For now. Or and forever. Always. Maybe. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you very soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.